Welcome, welcome. You're listening to our podcast, Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. My name is Mark. I'm a registered massage therapist, registered kinesiologist here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. We got a we got, a, we got, we got a, an international <laughs> guest. What the, what the fuck are you doing here? Uh, I, I flew to Canada from Australia, especially just to be here today. The dun dun dun. <laughs> and if you bought that, then I got a car I want to sell you. <laughs> Hey everyone, it's Amanda, and we're all really giddy here. I like totally got in the Christmas spirit. I'm wearing I'm wearing the best sweater right now. It says "Merry Christmas, you filthy animal," and I'm drinking a peppermint mocha, which I haven't had in a really long time. I feel You're very really embracing Christmassy. this holiday stuff. I eh? really, really am. <laughs> and we do actually that was true. We do have a guest on our couch who flew in from Australia. If he flew in just for this, I I have more questions for him. Like what? What um, would your questions be if that was actually the case? What are, would be? are you like, okay? <laughs> are you? stable do you need a substitute decision maker <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if i like i don't know if i like if a lot I'm, of you are leading an unto i'm <laughs> joking well i will i'll give you a little bit of a backstory so i guess mitchell discovered our podcast somehow and uh he sent an email saying like i like what you guys do the content is cool and Mark and I thought, well, this is cool. Like a listener from Australia, we've had others reach out from different countries and we think that's really cool. And we said, okay, do you want to be a guest? And he said, yes. And I think we almost set up a Zoom call. Yes, but going to be a Zoom call. We were yeah. going to. Yeah. And then he sent to me an email and said, I'm actually coming to Canada in December. And of course, my first question was, <laughs> why? <laughs> but I would why love not? to do this in person. <laughs> and I was like, okay, let, let's yeah. do this. So here he is, live and in person from Australia, where it is probably not minus 13 degrees okay, outside. So, so how did you find our podcast? Um, that is a great question. Are you a podcast listener? I, I like podcasts. And so you just yeah. kind of peruse different I think stuff. I just, yeah, I think it was through the health. I must have just been searching through health right. and fitness, and then it just came. And then you realize we're in the wrong fucking category. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I need some motivation, so let's listen to these guys. Yeah, man. <laughs> Sucker. But it's so good. I think it's so good listening to different like massage practitioners and just the way it's done differently everywhere. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. so cool. And you always pick up something new from someone. Absolutely. Every time you listen. Yeah. Absolutely. So we let's do a proper introduction. Yeah. So I'll let Mitchell introduce himself. He is a remedial massage therapist from Australia, as we said. I actually don't even know where in Australia he's from, but I'll let him <laughs> get into that. And He's here on our couch just to share a little bit about his story. And I think what got us interested in inviting you in, if I remember correctly, from months and months ago, was you said, I've considered actually moving to Canada to start practicing. And we're like, oh, let's talk. I want to yeah. hear like what you're thinking and why Canada. Yeah. And How do you remember this? Like, when did we Yeah, first... how do you me- I I don't remember? remember I have a this. really good memory. That's why Mark wins zero out of all of our arguments. That's, that's very <laughs> impressive, actually. Well, look at the look I'm getting right now. Uh, I have a very she good memory. I win zero. That's <laughs> but do you do you smoke any of the marijuana? Uh, I'm on. <laughs> Is that too personal? Right Is I, that too personal? I do. I definitely am less into it than Mark. But I, <laughs> yeah. you know, I do. I do. Yeah, okay. But I do have a good memory for certain yeah. things. Like I'm yeah. good with faces and names. And, you know, even when somebody signs up for a con ed course, I said this to Mark this morning, somebody sent an email saying, hey, can I be put on the wait list for your next TMJ course? I see it sold yep. out. And the name instantly, I was like, 
this person has taken courses with us before. Yep. Like yep. just certain things I will remember. So I do remember you saying you were going to move to Canada. And yep. yes, I don't know how many months ago that was. Yeah, that that's a while ago. It would have been. <laughs> Let's introduce you then. So yeah, for everybody listening, you. a little bit of a history, how you got into massage therapy and ultimately how you ended up here on our couch in December. All right. Well, so I think the way I ended up in massage is probably the way I ended up here in a lot of ways because I... I, t- I kind of just make things up on the fly. Um, <laughs> 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 so sometimes I just end up in random places that I just never knew I would be. I never I never would have thought I would have be- become a massage therapist when I was at school, ever. And then I had never had a massage, and the first day of my course, I'd already enrolled in the course. That was the first massage, was the first day so of the course. So, w- what were you doing before massage then? Before massage uh, So, I did. A, I tried a couple of different apprenticeships. So, I was an apprentice electrician. Mm. Um, I was an apprentice chippy for a year. Mm. Um, but primi- oh, I did personal training. So, I did my certificates in PT. And then I just figured, I just was always interested in health and sport. I've right. always played sport. I played soccer like at a pretty high level. Um, and I just thought, why not? Let's keep going down that track <laughs> and see where it goes. That's interesting. Yeah. So on the fly, you decided, let's. Yeah, let's go. Let's, let's do it. Let's give it a go. <laughs> let's how, do it. How, how long <laughs> is massage school for you? Uh, so at the time, it was for a diploma of remedial massage, was, which is all your to get um, health fund status. Right. It was. 18 months, but I think now it's 12 months in a lot of places. See, because I understand when you're in the States where you might just do it on the fly, yep. right? Because it's really short in it's the like States. It's 500 out to 1,000 hours. It, it's nothing. It's, it's not long at all. Yeah. And and because it's not long, it's probably not really expensive. So it's like, yep. let's just let's just roll the dice and let's do this. But yep. to commit like 18 months and then probably a, a yep. nice chunk of dough, yep. you know, that's that's kind of... It's kind of brave to do it on the fly, yeah. Especially not being in, like, not even experiencing massage <laughs> until you show up, <laughs> not knowing anything. But wasn't that you, Mark? Like, you hadn't had much experience with therapy no, prior to being I a haven't, student. I didn't. I wasn't. I I wasn't one to receive massage therapy treatments. Yeah. But I worked as a kinesiologist in clinics. Like, I was I was yeah. doing rehab all the time. So I was around physiotherapists, chiropractors, right. massage therapists, athletic therapists. Like, I knew what what was yeah. done. Yeah. I just had never had a massage before that i never had a massage by a registered massage therapist before um deciding to go to school because we had to we had to show proof that we had had uh, a therapeutic massage before enrolling. Uh, Why is that? Uh, that's you, you're an admission. I was an admission. How do you show proof? Uh, we had to show receipt. a receipt. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, we video. did. You got to show. You need to get a <laughs> selfie <laughs> while they're massaging you. Look, I I did it. <laughs> that's Imagine not that. that's not creepy at all. <laughs> It'd be you know, creepy if it was your own hands. <laughs> this is like but unrelated. Why? Okay, so why? Um, oh, I tell think me the first, I'll so. tell you why first, and I'll tell you the unrelated. I think why is because they wanted to make sure, especially because I was working at a private career college that had multiple programs, not just massage therapy. Okay. 
there would be people coming in that really thought massage therapy, and we've talked about this on many episodes, is just rubbing people. Like they didn't yeah. fully understand the depth of the program and how intense it could be and how much knowledge yeah. of the body you actually have to have. They yeah. really thought it was like learning techniques and, you know, helping people to relax, yeah. which is yeah. part of it, but like nowhere near everything. So I think what they wanted was to get an experience of going into a massage clinic where you mm -hmm. have to fill out a health history, have a proper intake, have an assessment. But I mean, to be honest with you, you could go into a place that didn't do, that any, of do that any of that and still as a registered. That's so, what I'm saying. So, so I don't it understand. Didn't, it didn't necessarily a, a do thing. anything. What would have made more sense if they said, you have to come to our student clinic. You have yes, to receive a massage right. at a student clinic. That way yeah. you would get exposure to the instructor. Yep. You would get exposure to the student clinic environment. You would get the opportunity to speak to other people that are in the program. That would have made, that way, would have made more way more sense, sense right? Yeah. Yep. Definitely. Anyway, the unrelated thing when you guys are talking about uh, taking the selfie of getting a massage, I just happened to be scrolling through TikTok earlier while I was having a coffee. This was when we were at home. Just earlier. happens to be. Uh, so he's 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 in the he's taking a shower. Just I'm sitting drinking a coffee. I'm like I'm just gonna scroll through TikTok mindlessly while I drink my coffee. Does anyone scroll through TikTok with with intent? Yes. Like, yes. Uh, there. Are, I don't know. I have no 100%, idea. Hundred percent. There are people who use TikTok to learn things and they search specific. You know, for specific things. I aimlessly scroll. I don't follow people on Do TikTok. I just is, randomly scroll. This is so weird to me. I'm old. I was born in 1975. This is weird yeah. to me because to me, TikTok is just some Yahoo that's on their phone. And like literally, I'm just hanging out and I'm on my phone and I'm going to make videos and say stuff. And then you have a whole bunch of people that I'm going to learn stuff from these people. I'm like, these are just a bunch of fucking Yahoo's on their phone. It's true. It's true. I mean, Why there, are, things from there, are, on their there phone? are doctors on TikTok. There are dentists. There are dermatologists. Yeah, but for every one of those, there's a bunch of fucking high school kids. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Which is why I just randomly scroll because I... I, I watch TikTok videos for like the humor. Like I find the ones that are ridiculous. So the one I found today was, I guess this this creator, I don't know who she is. I've never seen her pop up before in a video, but I guess her thing is she pulls pranks on people. So yeah, you can uh, write to funny. her and to ask her like, hey, call my mom and pull this prank. Like it's, yeah. it's a thing she does. Yeah. So some woman said, or some man, sorry, said, can you please... Um, do this prank on my wife. And so what she did, she called the guy's wife and they had just been married for one month. And she said, oh, I'm calling from whatever, the Department of Marriage Licenses or whatever the hell it was. Yep. They're in like Colorado. And she said, I see that you guys have been married for 30 days. So now we're officially registering your marriage because we usually wait about 30 days just to make sure like somebody doesn't back out or whatever. And she said, but I've noticed you haven't sent in your proof of consummation. And the, the wife was like, uh, the uh, uh, what? She goes, I, yeah, video. she goes, video. she goes, I, uh, I, I, what do you mean? I like, I sent in our, our license. She goes, no, no, nothing. I have the license. That's absolutely fine and good. But there's a new law in 2022 in Colorado that you have to send in proof of consummation of the marriage within. The 30 days and she was like oh, oh i didn't know i had to do that this, the woman that's pulling the prank she's like yeah you know like a, a, a home video your bed sheet like whatever you got <laughs> i stopped watching the video because something because, I, I think i, I got a call or something no i actually i need to go back and find this video i didn't get to watch the end to see oh, how this yeah. woman reacted but that's anyway so that's what i was imagining see, when you guys were talking yahoo, about the selfie yahoo on their phone yeah, that, that, that seems educational <laughs> Very informative. <laughs> Unbelievable. Okay, I'll stop talking about TikTok now. Anyway. <laughs> but it blows me away, this whole, this, yeah. this, uh, TikTok, uh, I can't, I can't, I don't know how to say this. Uh, because you have a lot of views on TikTok, I think it creates a really, 
a really weird thing inside someone's head that they're important. Yeah. Like, like someone could be sitting right next to me on the fucking bus yeah, that no. has millions of people that have seen their TikTok videos. And guess what? Most people just still don't know who you are. Even yeah. those yeah. millions of people that looked at your shit. Like if yeah. you were to walk by them, they wouldn't even know I who you are. You. Yeah, exactly. There are certain people that have become, I'm putting in air quotes, like TikTok famous. famous. Yeah. Like they, they, they get fam- stopped on the street and whatever. Really? Like, yeah. hey, I watch your videos all the time. Yeah. There are but certain is it because faces they're walking down I would the street, recognize. Like making a video at the time? No. <laughs> there, are, there are definitely certain faces I would recognize because I, know, I, I downloaded this app. There are famous people that I wouldn't even recognize. Yeah. If, yeah. if yeah. Kevin Hart was sitting right in front of me right now <laughs> and I didn't hear I his voice, because I know Kevin Hart's voice very well, right? Why'd you have to pick Kevin? Hart, I feel like we'd recognize. Him. Well, I'm just saying, like, like what I've got, I got friends that look like Kevin Hart. I'm not, I'm not lying. I'm not. Who are these people? I'm just saying. I'm just saying, right? If Kevin Hart was honestly, if Kevin Hart was to bump yeah. into me in the street, you know, other than him being shorter than me, which is like probably rare, like grown men are shorter than me, then I wouldn't know who he is. And I know who he is. It's, it's if you, if, you, if, if I, see, and I've said this before, if I take a celebrity and take them out of that that black yeah, rectangle that I have on my say. on my shelf and yep. put them in a real life scenario in front of me, I wouldn't know. Like all these people, when Adam Sandler was filming something in Toronto, all you saw was a whole bunch of selfies with all these people with Adam Sandler just walking down the street. They spot him they go take a yeah. selfie with him i'm like if adam sandler walk right by me i don't think i'd go Ooh, adam sandler i don't think i would recognize <laughs> i really but don't my question is would you if you did see him and you did recognize him would you get a selfie no would you approach him no no, no. i've yeah. i've had i when i was a personal trainer i was training a guy who was friendly with getty lee from rush they, they're, they're buddies. They, their cottages are next to each other. And you know, Mark is a huge and he, Rush and fan. And he knew I was a really big Rush fan. <laughs> yep. And he's like, do you want to come to the cottage and meet, and meet Getty? And I'm like, not really. No, that seems like, awkward. Like, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I like the guys. I like, I, I like the persona he has. I like his music when he's playing on stage. I don't want to watch yeah. Getty fucking lay around a hammock. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, I, I, I want to see him on stage with the two other guys <laughs> yeah. of the band that I like. I don't, I don't. Yeah. So I, I, but it, I'm yeah, also weird. weird like that with celebrity. Like, to, mm. to celebrity is not fascinating to me. I don't have the no. desire to meet. I don't have the desire to talk to and blah blah blah. Where yeah. other people are just way into it. Yeah, I'm the same. Uh, who did I see? I did see someone. Hugh Jackman. Ky- <laughs> Ky- Kylie Minogue. No, it <laughs> wasn't. Everyone it that de- I know is Australian. Definitely not <laughs> Olivia Newton-John. Not that exciting. <laughs> not that exciting. I think uh, I've got a selfie with the f- one of the former prime ministers of Australia. Yeah. But, I mean, who cares about politicians? <laughs> <laughs> definitely nobody in this room. <laughs> No, it's, it's it's a weird thing to me. Would you be like, oh, celebrity? I don't know. I, as you were talking, I was trying to think, like, would I be, like, fangirling? Does it depend who it is? Would I, like, care? There might be certain people that I'd be like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Like, somebody hugely famous? I don't know. I might feel like, wow, like, I'm actually seeing this person not in the black <laughs> yeah. rectangle on my shelf. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't think I've ever really, like had a celebrity encounter other than Tom Green and like does anybody care about Tom Green does I don't it, know, maybe. do you even know who he is like, I don't know. Yeah. No exactly idea. see he's a comedian he's, yeah. he used to be married to Drew Barrymore I was walking uh, downtown one didn't time didn't she have kids with him like that's where her kids are with mm, maybe I'm pretty sure I don't know mm. but I was walking downtown anyway. one time in front of Yuck Yucks and there was like a huge crowd standing in front of Yuck Yucks and I just happened to be walking by and I was like sort of pushing my way through the crowd because I was trying to get to the other side yeah. and as I'm pushing my way through the crowd all of a sudden I like I'm standing right next to someone I look up and I realize like I'm literally shoulder to shoulder with Tom Green I was like oh hey and then I just kept going 
Because what what's the I was like the closest celebrity encounter. <laughs> what's the, what's, what's, there's nothing to do. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like, well, what do I say? Well, man. It's, it's like, hey, you're, hey, man. You're, it's you're, like, you're tall. It's like, I'm, <laughs> exactly. I'm not, I'm not into sports anymore. I used to be like when I was, when I was in elementary school and high school and stuff. And so now if someone's talking to me about sports, they'd be like, do you know who this person is? I'd be like, no, I don't. What do you mean you don't know who they are? I'm like, do they know who I am? <laughs> like, I don't feel the need to know someone that doesn't know me. Like, oh, I did whether meet, you're famous or not. I know? did meet like Roberto Alomar when I was a kid, actually, because one of my friends was like, their, Did he ask their you families to were taste? friends. No. <laughs> you don't know the one. I was about. so young. That no, McCain, the McCain's commercial. Catch the taste. <laughs> he, Catch did, the t- he did a whole. Oh wait, yes, now <laughs> I do for, remember. For, for, yeah, for McCain's yeah. like juice, McCain's Catch punch, or something. Anyway, but yeah, so I met I met Roberto Alomar, and like, this young guy probably doesn't know who that no is either. Idea. There no we idea. go. Is that? Is it it's a, a baseball player? Baseball okay. Player. Oh, okay. That's why I have no idea. Yeah, I guess you don't yeah. care about baseball. <laughs> well, I actually went and watched um, the Maple Leafs play last night. That's hockey. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, no, <laughs> no, no, no. But I was like, I mean, just to get an experience of a sport, because yeah. we don't have ice hockey, just doesn't exist in Australia, mm. and neither right. does baseball. Um, like obviously American football as well. It's just not a. It's not a thing for you guys. Yeah. In Australia, yeah. So did you? Did, was was a hockey game is is what you thought it would be? I honestly had no idea what to expect. Yeah. I suppose it's the same thing as like never having had a massage. I was like, all right, I'm just going to go to this and see how it goes. Yeah, yeah. And it was interesting though. It was like, uh, I feel like there's so much happening. There's so much intensity yep. to it, but also there's not much happening at, uh, during <laughs> a lot of <laughs> at the same time. Oh man, you should go to a baseball game. Yeah, I'm like, there's so game. many breaks. <laughs> there's so many breaks. I'm like, well, we played for 20 minutes now. I've got to go and wait for 15 minutes for the next period. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> there's certain sports that I I can't watch for certain reasons. I I analyze things way too much beyond <laughs> just like I, I honestly I wish I can just sit back and enjoy some stuff most of the time. Yep. But I can't just because I'm I, I I analyze it too much. Like for example, hockey. I can never get into hockey because there's a certain randomness to hockey yep. that I I can't appreciate. Yeah, I mean, there's a whole lot of strategy and there's a whole lot of plays and everything else, but there's a whole like plays and everything else are really are, are partly an outcome of randomness. Yeah, and there's a yeah. whole lot, bunch of randomness because there's a lot of fucking variables in hockey mm. versus football is way uh, American football is way less random. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? Baseball, uh, yeah. baseball is way less random. Yeah. Baseball that's why he, that's why he loves, he loves like baseball, baseball, right? Yeah, he I'd loves like baseball, baseball, baseball because yeah. he appreciates strategy. No, but it's not, it's not that hockey doesn't have strategy. No, I know. But mm. it's it's the it's the amount of fast randomness yeah, that I control. I just I just can't mm. get it. I just I just don't enjoy. I don't enjoy. Yeah. It's very visually chaotic. seeing that. It's very chaotic yeah. and just very fast. It's yeah, I I just kind of ma- I mean it's impressive because I can't skate at all, so I can only imagine how difficult that would be to do all those things at the same time, yeah, skate absolutely. and hit a small puck. Yeah. So it's pretty pretty impressive, but yeah, like it's just so much happening at one time. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I don't know. I don't even know what time. <laughs> massage school though. Yeah, let's massage go back to massage school. Massage school. So out of out of the blue, Mitchell decides, well, I'm just gonna go to massage school because I've done all these other things. And do you have a discussion with any family, friends, anybody about this, or do you literally just decide I'm gonna do this and you sign up? I just did it. Yeah. I and where were up. you in life at this point? Like, were you um, working? Were you, did you just well, come from studying? I suppose there were a few things that led up to that. So I, I quit my apprenticeship pretty abruptly. 
and I was probably halfway through my apprenticeship, a four-year four-year electrical apprenticeship. Yeah, and I just had the worst. The I had a I had a not a great boss, um, a pretty crappy boss, mm. and I was just like, you know what? There's there's a lot of risk involved in this job. You can you can kill yourself getting electrocuted. And I was like, do I really want to go to work every day? You know, with that potential risk and be treated like crap. Yeah, and then just yeah. be replaceable at any moment. Mm. So I was like, I think I might just leave this and try something, something a little bit more, just anything else, to be honest. Anything <laughs> else. <laughs> just something. I will literally do any other job. <laughs> no, any regrets on that, though, in retrospect? Um, not really, to be honest. Actually, I think it's turned out pretty good. Mm. Yeah, I really, I really enjoy what I do and it's, yeah, it's awesome. And it's so flexible, like you can do whatever you want with massage. It's, you can work three days a week, five days a week, mm. have your own business, work for someone else. There's just so many options. There's so much flexibility, which I think is just awesome. I guess in theory, you can do that as an electrician and, you know, yeah. but then there's also the possibility of being electrocuted. So <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I don't think you're going to die from giving a massage, so I guess. Yeah, hopefully not. Probably. Point no. massage. That could be awkward, yeah. yeah. That, could be awkward. that could be awkward. So you decide to just do it. Yeah. And you enroll in the school. Now, I know you said you had worked as a personal trainer. You were interested mm. in health. Like, did you know what you were getting into? Did you have any, like, were there people that you knew that worked in this profession before? Did you have any idea what it meant to be a remedial massage therapist, seeing as you'd never had therapy Zero. Yourself? Zero idea. So were you shocked? <laughs> no, actually, I thought it was awesome. I was like, getting a massage, I was just like, this is the best thing ever. Mm. Like, especially in school, you're just doing swaps most of the time. So you're getting like two massages a day and to a point where it's like, it's too much. It's actually, you're getting really fatigued from having too many treatments mm. and then having to do treatments yourself. Right. Um, but yeah, it was awesome. I was like, this is the best. Was school easy for you or was it difficult for you uh no it was very, it, oh, well i would i don't know if i would say easy but i just i'm very organized and just good at sort of committing and just getting it done so i actually finished my course in 12 months instead of 18 months All right on. so i finished you could finish it early if you, you just had to get through the courses gotcha um so it was all um i can't remember what they call it but it was just they just have to sign you off so there's no grades it's just pass or fail right, right. um so I essentially just smashed it out, got it done nice. early, um, which was awesome. And then I actually started working at a chiropractor before before I even finished. So that was like six months into it, I started working at a chiropractor. Huh. But obviously just didn't have private health um, right, right, right. coverage and stuff like that. But that was good too because then I could apply the things that I was learning as I was going um, I think that was the best way to learn. Even afterwards, you just learn so much by doing it. Does that does that make does that make it more difficult for an instructor when someone's rolling into class yeah, and they have a certain amount of experience in the field? Yeah, and they're bringing to the classroom all of this stuff that is not curriculum, yeah. but it is real life, yeah. or it's a little bit more advanced what's going on. As an instructor, it's it's it's, it's a little difficult to deal it's with sometimes. A, yeah. And then that and then that spreads to the rest of the students here like going, I want to know what this guy knows. Type yeah. Of thing. Like why are we learning this? Yeah. If this is what's happening in the in the in the field, why how does yes. that go? Or did that Yeah, go? no, that makes sense. Um so there was definitely 
like there's such a high I don't know what it's like with you guys but it's such a high dropout rate too like mm. people I think half or more dropped out in like within a few months of doing the course because they were just like I can't handle this, this that's is, what that's what happened at yeah. the school I went to I think it's a little different at some of the schools that strictly do massage therapy i yep. think there's a different type of student that goes there that's yep. well, that's just me estimating because they rolled into that school wanting to do massage right. versus yeah. they rolled into the school wanting to be in healthcare, and yep. and they sit with an admissions rep to say well which one of these things that we offer might suit you best typically yep. with massage though that didn't happen like the people that came in that people that got put into massage majority of the time if not all of the time came in because they wanted to do massage but I just feel like there was a different type of student, even from now, like working with Mark and he does uh, preparation for licensing exams here. Yep. The people I meet, it seems like there's a different type of student that decides to go to a school that only focuses on massage therapy. Yep. And yep. I think it's just a different environment. Everything around you is massage. Yeah. Yep. And so, you ha yeah, you really have a different kind of education. It's I think it's in my opinion, might be a lot more motivating. Like you're just constantly surrounded by massage and it's mm -hmm. positive because I got to a point in my program where I was, I was really fucking hating it. Yeah. And I remember Mark saying to me, like, when you talk about becoming a massage therapist, you're so excited about it. Yeah. You don't have that same excitement talking about mm -hmm. your current job. Like yeah. you need to finish this. And so he kept really pushing me to finish it, but I was so over it. And he said, you need to be around people who are really positive about massage. And so mm -hmm. he he was telling me, you know, about his student clinic and how they loved clinic nights and they would, you Tuesday know, night club. yeah, like yeah. they had so much fun. It yeah. was not the same experience, but he went to strictly a massage college, uh, whereas I went to yeah, okay. a private career college that offered multiple healthcare programs. So I, I just feel like it's a different vibe. You know, though, every, everything about the school that I went to was a different vibe. So we didn't have a uniform. Yeah, we, we had did. a student. We had a student clinic uniform that you had to wear because now you're dealing with the that general public. That makes sense. Yeah. Going but we didn't have a uniform. Day day, I right? hated so, wearing So that. you guys had you guys had to wear scrubs <laughs> to go to worst. school. <laughs> the worst. Do you know what I mean? The yeah, the true. the mentality of the instructors at, at that particular institute it was very much like it didn't feel like you were in college. It yep. didn't feel like you're a post-secondary education. It felt very much an extension of high school. The way Where I went, you mean? Yes, where you went. Yeah, the way they okay. the way they treated the students. We really were and treated they, like children. And I was like, I'm almost 30, bro. That's my point. Like, you guys you guys are a bunch of adults. So by time Put this by time on. by time you sit in a classroom <laughs> where you're like I'm fucking old and you're talking yeah. to me like I'm 14 in grade yeah. 10. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. All this weird stuff that 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 you don't get at a university, right? Yeah. Because yeah. you're teaching adults at that when I, point. When I was in university, nobody cared if I was in class or not. But that's, that's my point. <laughs> I, I paid the money. So I'll take the exams. I, yeah. Nobody cares. Yeah. And I yeah. understand why these schools do it, but I but I also think it, it repels someone else that doesn't need it. And that person who doesn't need it is also probably a great student right, right. they yeah. already have the mentality they already have mm -hmm. the wherewithal to be like i'm independent i don't need yeah. this but there's other people that are in those programs that need that rigid 
bullshit. I call it bullshit because I don't need it, right? <laughs> and for me, it's a big turnoff. So yeah. I wouldn't go to a school like that at all. Yeah. So you wouldn't get someone like me who had the kinesiology degree, who knew the material already pretty well. I, I wouldn't go to a place like that. That yeah. was me. I understand. <laughs> but I just mean like, just you see what I'm saying? I know. It was so, different why I ended up there. But anyway, so yeah, I feel like what Mitchell's saying is is true for some places. Like the, we had a huge dropout rate, yeah. but I think there's certain places where like you're pretty much graduating with the people you start like i mean in your program did you have a huge dropout rate there were 33 of us that finished and there were probably like 40 of us that started okay so i mean my class didn't have a massive my class didn't have a massive dropout and and some of those people they it wasn't dropping out they they had just failed a course and therefore they had to repeat the semester right the cases they still ended up finishing but just not with this class that they started with for, for most of the folks with that I went to school with. So you were fine. You finished in 12 months. Oh, easy, yeah. Easy. I, finished, I finished early. Yeah, well and truly. Give me the give me the, the massage scene in terms of female to male ratio. Ooh, I th- yeah, 80. I think I was one of like maybe five males. Yeah. It was very much like 80, 80% females. Yeah, for do sure. You, do, you, do your dude friends... <laughs> when you tell them you're going to massage school, do they rouse you <laughs> on that? What do you they're mean? They're like, uh, hey, is this something you need to tell us? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, is that what happens? No, not at all. Not at all. No one um, you from that? No, no one. Actually, my, my, I would say even, actually, I've sort of taught my male friends a lot of like massage yeah. techniques and because we're all very sporty and we, we're all like have most pl- mostly played soccer at a high level. Right. So we're just like anything that's going to help to be better, get better. That makes sense. Less injuries. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's different. It's a different style of yeah. massage, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your crew yeah. comes from an environment of you yeah. know, body work is, is a good thing. Yeah. Know, I can't believe you better. hadn't had massage, being that you played high-level soccer. Is that not like something typical that well, soccer players do? I mean, I would say I had maybe massage in terms of like, but very briefly. This is soft tissue work, yeah. right? Versus... Um, like disrobe here, yeah, here's yeah. the draping landmark for like, five minutes yeah. before you play a game, right, right. something like that. Yeah, yes, yeah, so mostly just like pre pre game, right, or during the game, post game. So when you went to school, did you go there with the intent to eventually work with athletes, or you weren't uh, really sure? Uh, I I think I just ended up it ended up that way because that's my interests. So I just ended up in the sports area like sports and and sports and remedial in general like injuries would have been awesome if you went with the intent to work on electricians (laughs) (laughs) oh so many electricians (laughs) do you know that like that was like a huge part of my practice when we first moved to scarborough no like i i treated so many people who worked in trades Trades, when we first moved here Mm -hmm. electricians plumbers like general contractor i worked on so many guys who like they could no longer feel their fingers from like like doing uh, physical work and over their heads and yeah. like they, I, so many men would come in and like, I can't feel my hands. Yeah. You know, I didn't treat a single woman oh, that really? worked in trades. I know they're out there. Uh, I know they exist. All of my trades yeah. people were all men and yeah. none of them could feel their hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is that because it's so cold or? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Because I couldn't feel my hands this morning. <laughs> Today is like exceptionally cold too. Today's pretty cold. <laughs> no, it was from, like I said, just having, like doing this physical work just over their head all the time. Yeah. So they would have numbness and tingling and like altered sensation in their fingers. Yeah. That was like all of my electrician dudes. Yeah, and then yeah. your fucking hands are all calloused and shit. Yeah. You don't feel yeah. stuff the same. Yeah. I get it. But I think that's the cool thing too is just like, especially with the remedial work is you're always working on 
Like you never know who you're going to get. It could be anyone that does any occupation, office workers, physical uh, people that work in physical jobs, trades. You just never know. But I think that diversity is good because you're always meeting new people. Like that keeps it interesting. Um, whereas I think if you, like I don't, yeah, like I don't do all sports massage, and I think that's good because you would just get bored of it. Hmm. I think to a point. I mean, for me anyway, I think that you need just, the variety. Yeah, you need the variety. Variety. Yeah, yeah. What are the sure. different? What are the different massage titles? So, for example, in Ontario, you are you you are a registered massage therapist, and that's it. In other words, you mm. can't. We are not even. Per, we're not permitted to even say we specialize in something. We're yeah. not permitted to do that. Okay. Yeah. Right. We can yep. say like we. This is our clinical focus, but there's right. no. But specialization. we can't. There is no specialization. Yep. It's like like how you know you've got a ear, nose, and throat doctor, right? Yeah. Like we do, yep. we don't have specialties, and even if you have taken courses and you're certified and stuff, yep. our governing body does not allow you uh-huh. to say you specialize in something. Yeah. Okay. So it's either you are a registered massage therapist in Ontario. Or you're not. <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So what yep. are what are the titles that are, that are going on? Well, there's really in Australia. Like I know I listened to one of the episodes where there was another Australian guy, and it was myotherapy. Yeah. Like myotherapy is a big one, which I see that is. It sounds like it's probably similar to what you guys call registered massage okay. therapist, just because it's like two three years. Um, they do dry needling. They do cupping. They just do a lot of additional stuff right, right, basically right. um and then you've got it's a myotherapist okay yeah myotherapy and then you've got remedial massage and then you've just got like a certificate for which is basically just massage therapy in general okay which is like probably relaxation therapy right 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 so if i'm seeing um, someone at a spa chances yeah. are it's a massage it's therapist, right? A massage if I'm therapist. seeing someone at a clinic, it's remedial yeah, or, or myo. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. And gotcha. remedial, as you said, is working primarily with people with injury? Yes. So, I mean, it, there's so much variance in in that as well. Which it can be an issue sometimes. But what technically, you're there. Are, people are only supposed to claim with their private health if they're seeing a remedial massage therapist for an injury. So they're not supposed to claim with private health for just getting a treatment. Gotcha. Oh. Um, but that that that's not it's, what happens. It's not the reality. <laughs> that's yeah. not the reality of it. No way. Yeah, I mean that's the same here in the sense that if well, you're if you go to a registered massage therapist and you have extended healthcare benefits, you can claim it. Yeah. And so there have been insurance companies, one in particular, that you know really recognizes that massage therapy is probably the most like the most used benefit. And they were trying to, I guess, like narrow it down so that you are really only going to be seeing a massage therapist if there's a need for it, not just because you want to get a massage. But in reality, it's never going to play out that way in practice. So I think, as far as I know, it was all just kind of thrown out the window. There was a bunch of talk and then nothing happened. (laughs) Yeah. Because then you have the problem of trying to, like, who who is the medical professional that works at the insurance company that is going to determine that this right. is 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 a medical need or not yep. right this yeah. it, it can't it can't happen not that way. to mention there is can, there is also way too much like subjectivity in it like That's one exactly of the things it. one of the things that uh, massage therapy is constantly um spoken about is you know the effect on people's 
mental health. Like, yes, we don't treat mm. mental health, but it's like yeah. if we are, if we have the ability to help with stress and relaxation and, you know, helping people with anxiety and this and that, how yeah. can you then say to somebody, well, you didn't have a need to go there? Yeah, then exactly. there's, well, how do you prove that they didn't have a need to go there? Yeah. So, yeah, I think it was all just thrown out the window. Well, that's, oh. that's a good segue into, because now I'm studying counseling. So I'm studying, uh, It's technically it's called a Bachelor of Human Services, mm. majoring in counseling, but it's counseling. It's a very broad degree. Are you are you studying this because you're, you feel it can help your massage practice? Are you studying this because I just do things on the fly? <laughs> I was going to ask if this was fly just guy. a random decision. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It definitely wasn't random. Um, well, I, I was studying teaching, so mm. I was studying secondary teaching, which is high school, um, and that was like physical education, right. and then whatever else you get thrown wherever. But I just I did two practicals with that, and yeah. just I just too stressful for me. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm more of an introvert chill which is why i'm so suited to massage but going into a school where there's just hundreds of people right. if not thousands of people and you've got to interact with all these people all day you try a lot of things eh yeah <laughs> no it's cool though because i i would ne i would never do that like i yeah. don't i don't think to myself that career looks kind of cool let's give it let me just let, let me just dabble. try getting into it and then start it and then you know be a, a decent way through it and go you know what fuck nah it's not for me <laughs> and then go about do something else and then it's like a little bit later yeah you know that thing seems pretty cool let me go see about that i, yeah. I would never do that and it's cool that people do it's cool that you do that man I, I, we I'm are we are very it's not simple it's, it is, we're, it's, we're very much we're lazy, very much creatures of habit i was having this discussion simple. with a good friend from elementary school the other day <laughs> we talk every few months to catch up on life yeah. and her and her husband are very much like you where like they're always trying new things they travel a lot they even in our own city mm. they will always try the new restaurant where mark and i will always go to the restaurant where we know we like something yep. most yep. of the time mark will likely even order the same thing he had you last time because he knows he likes <laughs> it i like it i don't want to i don't want to i don't want to i don't, don't want to not have dinner and then show up to a joint yeah, and yeah. order something i've never had before and go i fucking hate this that <laughs> That sucked. That you know was disappointing. I mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'd rather just have something that I yeah. know I'm going to enjoy. Well, let's let's you, call you can it rely on the same meal. Yes. You know it's yeah. Never well, let you the way me. the way she described us because <laughs> her husband and her are very different than us. And I said, I was yeah, like, oh, crazy. it's really cool what you and Ryan do and whatever. And I said, you know, Mark and I are not nothing like that. We're very much creatures of habit. And I said, I'm sure it seems boring to you guys. She goes, no, not at all. She goes, you and Mark are probably two of the most self aware people I know. You guys know what you like and you just do it. And it's uh, like yeah. it's cool. And I was like, thank you. I appreciate all the lies you tell me. Yeah. And it, <laughs> it's lovely to uh, to take that look at it, that we're just so self-aware that we do the same thing I over and over again. I experiment with things that, that really don't matter. Do you know what I mean? Like a meal to me matters. Mm. And I don't even care about food, but I'm going there because I got to get calories. So at least let me enjoy it with the calories. And I'm, <laughs> I don't want to fucking hate it. Do you let see what I'm saying? Enjoy the calories. But, yeah. but like, oh, what's what's this radio station all about? Or what's this yeah. music all like? That's that's it's me different. trying something. Yeah. That's different. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. What's this toothpaste like? Do you know what I mean? Okay, that's <laughs> that's not a big deal to just go back to the other one. I, I call bullshit yeah. on the toothpaste. He is very picky about toothpaste. <laughs> I'm not picky about toothpaste. I just know what I don't like. Exactly. <laughs> see? But it doesn't. Stop me from trying like. something that I haven't <laughs> tried before, but then I'll quickly put into the I don't like it category, yeah. and then I'll never go back there again. <laughs> <laughs> we are very much creatures of habit, but yeah, it is really interesting to speak mm. to 
people who are so like, let me just jump from here to there and whatever. <laughs> so that, okay, before we get into the whole counseling thing, mm. then I really honestly want to know, like, how did this trip to Canada come up and where have you been? Like, I'm pretty sure you were uh, in Vancouver two days ago. Uh where was I? Where was I today? He doesn't know where he was this afternoon. I tried to find out where he had lunch. Where, I don't even know. know where I ate my, my lunch. I was just there. I was just there. Um, no, so t- That's awesome. <laughs> Two days ago, I was in Calgary. In Calgary. Okay. Yes, Calgary. I don't know where I got Vancouver from. Anyway. Yeah, I have so, been to Vancouver. Yeah. Tell me about your trip. Let's let's start. Right. At, like, How did this come about? Um, so, so, I mean, I just like to travel and it's the end of, well, I shouldn't say the end, but COVID restrictions ended. Yeah, yeah could travel again um so i was like i want to go overseas and it's just the easiest time of the year to for me to travel because i don't have soccer there's no sport uni's finished um and i can just take holidays and then and the clinics the clinic shuts down for two weeks anyway over christmas so it's like just have an extended holiday nice. um so it's, it's more just timing than anything it probably would be nice to come here in summer <laughs> <laughs> but it's still nice. I mean, I went. I don't know. Do you like? I was gonna say, if you like skiing yeah. or snowboarding, you came at the right time. Yeah, and I'd never done it before, so that's another thing. I'd never oh. been snowboarding before. And How then, are your legs? Oh my god! First time so I ever snowboarded, I thought I was gonna have to get them amputated. <laughs> 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 it was ridiculous. I did not anticipate how sore I would be. No, like especially when you're physically fit, you think like, yeah, yeah I can do this. Yeah, like this would be first fine. time I ever went snowboarding, I was like in the best shape of my life. Yeah. I was like, yeah, because people were telling me, oh. You're your legs are gonna fit. And I was like, I'll be fine, guys. Like, yeah, yeah. I am super fit. The next day, I was like, just cut them off. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm done. I can't. I'm done. I can't. Just well, take them. The highlight of my trip was on the third day of snowboarding, three consecutive days. Um, I just sat in a hot tub for like an hour, <laughs> <laughs> and I, that was uh, that was the best. Like, if that was the only thing I did when I came to Canada, that was the best thing ever. <laughs> just so that was in, in Vancouver. Uh, that was in Whistler. In Whistler. Okay. Yeah. So where did you? Let's take you from, where are you from in Australia? I'm uh, from Queensland. You're from Queensland and you yeah. flew to where first? Uh, Vancouver. Vancouver was yeah. first. How long were you there? Three nights. Three nights, Three nights. in Vancouver. And, and then... Are you by yourself for all this? By myself. Nice. Adventurous young man. <laughs> solo. Solo. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. How big of a bag do you roll with? Oh, that is a great is it, question. Is it, is, it, is, it some, is it a tiny little... Uh, two shirts, two pants. No. <laughs> I mean, actually, I did start with that. And then I was like, no, that's irresponsible. Um, so I had. I originally just took a backpack. Yeah. And then I got here and I'm like, man, I'm freezing. I need, I need a winter <laughs> jacket. You didn't even bring a winter jacket? I brought a jacket, but not a good winter. Remember, remember the proper... time you told us you were organized and starting to <laughs> yeah, question? Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Understandable. He's, uh, he's organized when it comes to education. In some ways. To education, ways, yeah. yeah. But, you know, oh doesn't research the climate of the place he's traveling <laughs> oh, to. I thought it was going to be 25 degrees. <laughs> False. <laughs> So you went to Vancouver first. Yeah. You had to buy a jacket because it's freaking cold here. Yes. And then where'd you go next? Uh, so next I was up in Whistler, um, which is like two hours north of Vancouver. Yeah. And then just did snowboarding for like four consecutive days, which was too many consecutive days. And you had never snowboarded before. So like, did never. you get I did, lessons? I did or did three you days jump? of lessons. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was yeah. going to say, I don't know how you just jump on a board. I want to hear if you would take this job. When yeah. I was... When I was uh, <laughs> When I was when I first started teaching massage therapy, I saw this job post. Yep. At a at a resort in Whistler. Nice. Cool. You work four days a week. Yep. 
Like long ass days, though. No, they, yeah. they were reasonable. They were eight to ten hour days, but okay. the four yep. four days that you were, I consider that long. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we are so, not the same. So you work you, you work you work four days a week. Yeah, the rest of the time you can play there. Yeah, for free. You get three square meals a day. Yep, and uh, you can live on the resort for ten dollars a day. Yeah, nice. No, that's pretty cool. <laughs> Like, that's a that's, that's cool. That's, that's a job. Li- that's take, living right? the dream. <laughs> yeah, he was he was teaching at the time, and we we had probably been only living together a year or so. Yeah. And he sees this job posting. He's like, "Wow, like this is my dream job." I'm like, "That's what I want to hear." He's, yeah. gonna, he's gonna up and leave. Well, I don't even care about <laughs> so, uh, sports. It's not snowing, yeah. Right? It's like, see ya. <laughs> And I don't I don't even care about skiing and stuff like that. Yeah, but I was like, yeah. that's a cool gig, man. Yeah. That's cool. If you're you really for if next you're really nothing, into skiing, that would be amazing. You live for less than three hundred and fifty bucks a month. That's yeah. as little yeah. as you'll pay. Yeah, that's come cool. on. Yeah, that's really cool. How long, three how square long meals a day? That? Only working four days a week. Oh my god, that was probably like <laughs> Over was, ten years yeah, ago, that was okay. but yeah, yeah. you can you can still find you can stuff. Still oh, I'm sure yeah. there's you still definitely. Jobs like I, that. Some someone posted something like that maybe about a month, a month and a half ago. Yeah. Cool. Did yeah. you hear that episode we had with uh, the person's name was Selena, and she essentially she she, she's, she's nomad. Yeah, she's a nomad. Yeah. She like gets jobs on. <laughs> resorts like this like doing oh, I massage did i did hear that and then yeah, like yeah. makes a ton of money travels for a bit and then yeah. goes and gets another mas- uh, massage job at another resort I, I really liked that like it was awesome listening to that episode but i was also like that's so crazy like, I'm like i mean it's don't awesome have an address yeah, yeah i'm so it's so awesome but i'm like that is also somewhat stressful like yeah there's a there's a beauty in being in the one place for a good amount of time as well and then there's also a beauty in moving around a lot. I, I know I felt like there was no way I could do it. But like I, I have Selena on Facebook and I still mm. watch like her and her partner <laughs> bounce. Like Dude, they look yeah. happy as shit, man. Yeah, so they so can't complain. Yeah, yeah they yeah, look exactly. so happy. I think I like owning things mm. there that I can never do something you like that. You love yeah. having I like a car. Having, I like <laughs> things. <laughs> I like having vehicles. Yeah. I like a yeah. car. I like a motorcycle. I like yeah. stuff. Yeah. I like my guitars. Like I, I have things that that, yeah. that that I enjoy that I Yeah, can't, you couldn't I can't like do live without. out of a backpack forever. <laughs> I, but that's me. Like there's other people who oh, just don't yeah. give a shit about it. I, I totally understand. And that. I don't care for experiences. Mm. Yeah, or those types of experience. I don't care to travel and have experiences like yeah. that. That's just me. Like, uh, yeah, no, I I find it interesting because it's. I think like so. I first went overseas just before COVID, and that was to Europe. And I was like, it's different traveling this time to what it was like last time. Mm. But I think that's more my own like attitude. How's maybe? it different? How's it different? I think I think it's just like I mean, traveling is awesome. Don't get me wrong, but I suppose you know being. I'm not that much older, but I'm like three years older, a little bit wiser, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> um, hopefully. I'm an old man now. Um, <laughs> but I think like traveling is awesome and it's so much fun, but it's also like, it's also very surface, it can be quite surface level in a way. Mm. Like, especially like I did go to the resorts and met a lot of people that actually live in those places and they work there. Right. But it's all just like partying, yeah, yeah. drinking hooking up with people like right. i mean that's that's fun yeah. that's good stuff but <laughs> no, <laughs> but you get older you get, and you're like eh. but you're yeah, like it's not it. that fulfilling you know like it's short term yeah, yeah short term rewards but it's not 
that doesn't last very long. Yeah. So it's like it's it's you got to find that balance. I think. Yeah. I don't travel anywhere, and I, I probably wouldn't do it by myself if I did. Yeah, it's a little bit. It's a bit weird. Do, do, <laughs> does it ever get lonely? Uh. Or is it? I'm always just busy, too busy to get fucking lonely. I mean, I would say yes and no, yes and no. But I, I really like doing things by myself. Mm. And then sometimes I think, oh, you know, this would be it'd be fun to have a good conversation with someone. Right. But then you just go and talk to a random person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and especially in Canada, like you, you guys seem to just love having a chat. Funny, so it's so good. Folks, eh? Like you can talk to anyone. They're even just like bar staff. They're just happy to have a conversation. When you encounter someone who is quite obviously not from here, like we mm. can, we can hear your accent. We know like you're not a Canadian. <laughs> yeah. Every Canadian's like, Oh cool. Like I'm talking to somebody from the other side of the world. Yeah. Like let's, let's, let's talk. Let's right. Yeah. So I feel like, yeah. yeah, it'd be easy for you to meet people yeah. and have conversation yeah. because the minute they hear you speak, they're like, you gotta, where are you yeah, from? Exactly. There's something to talk. <laughs> about. Do you ever get yourself in a situation that you're kind of, you're kind of scared about or maybe scared is not the right word I don't know whatever the word like is like uncomfortable uncomfortable uh, wish I wasn't here wish I didn't make this decision oh that's, that's maybe, maybe, that I, is, maybe I shouldn't have tried to, to he's like to, this moment right oh, now shit. <laughs> yeah. oh no <laughs> let me well I've got a little bit of a story but it uh it's a slightly traumatic, not 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 traumatic traumatic but right. slightly traumatic story um so I was in Vancouver and like recreational marijuana is not legal in Australia still. Right, right. So it's medicinal marijuana, but not not recreational. Um, so I went to a, a um, cannabis dispensary, dispensary, yeah. Yeah. and um, I've never tried edibles before, but I've dabbled <laughs> in smoking joints and whatnot. Yeah. Anyway, so edibles went, are a whole different beast. Yeah, I found that out. I found that out the hard way. <laughs> um, so I went for a walk, and it's you know like six o'clock at night. I went to the dispensary and I just want some, I just said to the lady, I want something chill, you know, I want something that's not going to send me to another planet. Yeah. Um, so she said, yeah, here's, you know, these will kick in in half an hour, have these gummies. And I had one and then I was like, I don't it's half it's half an hour. I don't You feel. ate another one, didn't you? Everybody <laughs> makes that mistake. Everybody does. Everybody makes that mistake. Oh, I did. God. I did. Don't do it. <laughs> Whenever you think this it. isn't working, don't take don't more. Do it. It's gonna work. Uh, I hope someone learns from this if that's they all won't. they get from They won't. This. They're all gonna do it. They're we're all stupid. We uh, all do it. So you oh, so you God. ate another one. So I had another one. That was half an hour later. And then I don't know how I was probably stoned by that point, and I was like, just I just went, all right, let's have another one. <laughs> so I had three out of four. Oh come on! I had three out of four in the bag, and then oh my god! <laughs> and then from that point, it just escalated. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I was like, all right, I'm hungry now. <laughs> so so I got my GPS out. I'm just walking the streets <laughs> trying to find food. I'm like, food. I don't care what it is. I walked into some random diner. <laughs> <laughs> there's no one else there. It's just me. <laughs> it was the cheapest diner ever. It was like it was just a weird place. Anyway, it was good. Uh, I can't remember what even food I had, but it was. <laughs> and then I just, oh, but I just like, I've always had positive experiences with marijuana up until that point, and then oh my god, like I just went into panic mode. Like, cause I think cause you were just like way random, too high. I was way too high, and yeah. just like everything was like ultra slow. I was like looking at my you hands. See, no, <laughs> I, I I flip in those moments where yeah. where where if I'm ultra high like that, then there's moments they're brief that I'm like oh, I don't want this anymore, <laughs> and then I and then I get into my head. I'm like, you know what? 
I'm just fucking really high. Like, <laughs> let's just enjoy it for a little bit. And then I start really enjoying it. And then yeah. it flips back into like, I think I just want this to be over. And then it's like, you know what? Let me just enjoy this really weird moment right now. And so I spend this whole, I mean, the last time this happened, a, yeah. a guest brought me a cookie. Yeah. And she was like, don't eat the whole thing. <laughs> But and of course he did, right? Because nobody thing. learns. But it's, not, it's not about learning. I was like, you know what? I just I want to get super ripped here. Let's just let's see, <laughs> let's what, see, happens. What, let's see what, what happens. Let's see what happens, right? And then and then I was really stoned for a very long time. I'm talking like hours and hours yeah, and hours. Was, like yeah. I took this at like four o'clock in the afternoon, yeah. and I was probably stoned for a good ten hours. Yeah, right. That's the other thing with edibles. So my first experience was similar to yours, mm. when where you know after 30, 40 minutes, I was like, I don't feel shit. So yeah. I had more. Oh, I Against against mm. people telling like people were yeah. telling me, Amanda, don't do it. You had mm. enough, and I ate more, and suddenly I was way too high. <laughs> and the problem was that it was my entire body. Like I literally felt like I don't know how to use my arms. Like what do I do with these? Like I was way too high. I enjoyed it because for me that ten hours was just like all over the map. It's like yeah. I started off feeling a little stoned and then I feel like I got really stoned and then it feels yeah. like I got a little bit better and yes. then I got this really hard, crazy body buzz and yeah. I just went all over the, and then <laughs> at some point I was just like I just, I'm just going to enjoy it. Like, I'm yeah, not going to freak out because at the end of the day, yeah. if I go look at myself in the mirror, it's like, dude, it's just mm. marijuana. Like, you know what I mean? Like, just yeah. relax. You're not. If, you're if not you freak die. out, yeah, you can, you can spiral. Yeah, you can so spiral I didn't, spiral I didn't freak out quickly. when I couldn't use my arms. I recognized, you know, I probably just need to go home and go to sleep, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I brought myself home. Yeah. At the time, I was in my <laughs> early 20s. So I was living with my parents. Yeah. I didn't want them to see me like this. So I like literally came in. It was probably 9.30 p.m. And what universe is, you know, a 23-year-old going to bed at 9.30 p.m.? But I come in. I was like, guys, I'm tired. I'm going to bed. I go down to my bedroom and I flop on my bed and... Like an idiot, I flopped on my bed with my arm under my body. Remember I told you I didn't know what to do with my arms? I slept on that arm for God knows how many hours. I wake up and I can't feel it. So now I'm really freaking out and I'm still high even after sleeping. And I like, I'm literally beating my arm. Like it's, it's never come. I I had convinced myself that I slept on it so long. It was never going to wake up again. And that I just, I was going to have to amputate my arm. Uh, Wow. I like, I've gone through a lot of things where I thought I had to to, like amputate limbs. (laughs) It's going to go. It's going to go. But anyway, that lasted so long that that feeling that I had Mm. concert tickets for the night after like so this was a Sunday night that I ate the edibles I had concert tickets for Monday night and I sold my tickets oh, because really? I was like, I don't feel I good. I still can't use my arms. I, I still can't use my arms. I don't know what to do with them. <laughs> I sold my concert tickets. It was very sad. Anyway. What, what concert was that? Bruce Springsteen. Oh my God. You missed the show of the boss. Eh? I did. I sold my ticket. Had you seen Bruce Springsteen before? I had not. <laughs> oh, no. That is I had not. So yeah, that's why when I when people start, I, I get triggered. People start talking yeah, about like their experience with edibles. I'm like, I missed fucking uh, Bruce Springsteen. I couldn't feel yes. my arms. Like it was yep. a bad experience. So I'm mm. not a fan of edibles. I don't. I don't do that. Yeah, yeah. I so you end up, up, at, you end up at some random diner. Oh yeah. So I'm in a random diner. Start you know basically just panicking as you do. <laughs> and, as you do. <laughs> and I'm eating my meal and I'm like, all right, just. You know, just breathe. That's what normal people do. They breathe. Yeah. Um, I'm, okay, now eat. Now, now eat the food. <laughs> so I was like, I had to consciously tell myself every little thing I needed to do. And I was like, this is not good. Um, and then eventually, but I was impressed with myself because I got myself home. Um, and I'm in, a, I'm in a random city. Yeah, that's true. I'm in a random city. I got no idea really where I am. And I have Google Maps, so that's good. 
And then, I mean, I got myself home. I was like, all right, let's walk normal. There's people everywhere. So let's like, walk yeah. normal. <laughs> come, on, come on, Mitchell. You can do it. Just walk normal. Walk if normal. you guys can see what he's doing with his arms, it's not it's normal. Not normal. <laughs> and that's probably what I was doing then. And then you realize, wait a second, it's fucking legal here. Everyone's walking around Everyone's like this. high. <laughs> no, they're not. It's really funny, though, because when recreational use did become legal, the biggest argument was like, everyone's going to be high. There's people smoking all over the place. It's not like that at fucking all. It's not. No. Like I was saying to Mark, the only it's difference like I notice is people like who probably were smoking anyway, mm. they're just less inhibited. So for example, you could walk out of this building. It's an office building mm. and walk by somebody standing outside of the office building mm. and they smell like weed and they don't feel ashamed because yep. they're allowed to smoke weed. Yeah. Whereas like- Pre-legalization, you probably wouldn't have people smoking outside of their own office building. They'd yeah. wait till they went home. <laughs> yeah, they might wait. But it's, I'm not gonna now lie, it's though. fine. It yeah. is nice. Yeah. It is nice being at a concert. Yeah. And it's an outdoor venue that, mm. that has smoking areas because for people that smoke cigarettes, but then yep. it's also it's also you a weed smoking smoke area. Weed. Yep. So it's really nice to just kind of mm. just like I don't have to fucking yeah, be yeah. weird about yeah. uh, you never really are at a concert, mm. but it's just even better to just be like, yeah, yeah I'm, it's totally I'm, fine. Yeah, I, I bring this no in and, and yeah. that's good. And you don't feel weird about walking into a venue where there's security and they're checking you and you're very clearly high as shit. <laughs> like it's fine. It's fine <laughs> it's because expected. most people are. So it's okay. You can bring in your own gear. It's totally cool. When when legalization first happened, I remember going to a club one time and I was with a friend and she had a joint and she had asked me to hold on to it. Mm. I didn't think anything of it because it's legal. I thought it was fine that it was in my purse and they had security at the door and they were checking people's purses and the security said to me, you can't bring this in. And Mm. I suddenly like went back to like two years prior Mm. when it wasn't legal and I was like, (gasps) like thought I was going to get in trouble and I was like, well, I didn't actually do anything wrong. I'm just carrying a joint, which I'm allowed to be. Yeah. So then I was like, really? I can't have this in my purse. Like, I, 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 I'm not going to smoke it inside the yeah. club. But yeah. she yeah. was like, no, you can't bring it in there. Anyway, the mm. owner of the club ended up saying it's fine. Just like keep it in your purse. Yeah, it's so tricky, I suppose. To Yeah, it's very, so different to Australia. It's very much, there's just so much uh, stigma around it still. Mm-hmm. Like even so much so like, I have no problem with it, and like I'm not a, I'm definitely not a stoner, but I'll, I don't mind the occasional joint, you know, every now and then with friends. Yeah. But it still is weird. It's like it's kind of there's still that mindset where you see it and you're like, it's mm. strange to see it so commonplace. Yeah. And like shops, and yeah, it's very different. I guess we've just cool. gotten used to it. There's cannabis shops on every corner. It's in just the normal city. now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, for yeah. Sure. But it also it almost takes away the the like an element of wanting to do it because it's like it's so accessible it's just like there's nothing to I just couldn't be bothered yeah I like that though because then it you know the fact that it's as accessible as a bottle of wine yeah my hope is that when like our kids for example are getting older it's not like something that they feel like they're going to use it the same way they would use wine if at all you know like or alcohol it's just not a big deal yeah it's not this huge deal because they don't have you know it's not illegal I mean it would be illegal for them being underage but you know what I'm saying. I'm not getting words out properly. I think I need a nap. <laughs> All right. So let's let's go back to Mitchell's travels. He went to Whistler. Uh, and then where, I guess, Calgary was next? Uh, yes, Calgary. So I flew to Calgary. And then from there, I went to Banff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I pretty much just went snowboarding again and stayed in a hostel, met some pretty cool people. Um, yeah, it was, a, it was an interesting experience. It was very cool, though. 
Um, so it was stayed in a six bedroom room. <laughs> um, so that, that was different. That was different. Um, I've not never much sleep. In a not much sleep. Yeah. <laughs> how much of how much of your trip is planned out? Uh, I was I, f- I was fairly good at planning it out. Yeah, yeah, I had I had an itinerary of places I wanted to be at a certain time, but accommodation I kind of just booked on the fly yeah. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So probably half of it was organised, and the half of it was just or I'll I'll book this you know a couple of weeks before. Yeah, makes sense. but fairly organised. Yeah, and it's been pretty smooth sailing. Like I haven't. I haven't had any issues really. Like apart from you know a panic attack um, with edibles, other than that, it's been fine. <laughs> and so you arrived in Toronto uh, two days ago. Two yeah? days ago, yeah. What yeah. have you done in this city so far? Um, so I just went to the yeah to the Maple Leafs to ice hockey, and other than that, to be honest, I've been from the last like two and a half weeks, I've just been wrecked, like just from not sleeping mm. and drinking a bit too much. Um, and I'm just like, this last week is just chill. You're chilling. Chill. It's my chill time. Mm. Yeah. And I've just had so much social interaction and stimulus over the last three, like two, three weeks that it's just like, just a room to myself is just, is uh, heaven. And so he's staying all the way downtown. And so I said to him, you know, let me know if you need help getting all the way to Scarborough, the suburbs. Mm. And about, I think one thirty, two o'clock today, he <laughs> texts me and said, I, I made it to Scarborough. It wasn't hard. I'm like, good for you. You <laughs> did was, it. <laughs> that was cool. That was cool. Yeah, I was impressed because the town that I come from is like 50,000 people maybe. Yeah. So, like, it's a it's a bit of a difference. It's a bit of a change. Yeah, this city's you don't even ca- I don't even think there's a train. There is no train. <laughs> well, I was trying to figure out where he went today. So, I said, okay, you got to Scarborough mid-afternoon. Our, mm. you know, we met at 4.30. Yep. So, I said, where have you been? Where'd you go? And he's like, that's a good question. I said, which subway stop did you get off at? He's like, that's another good question. <laughs> like, oh, boy. These are all great, these are all great <laughs> questions that I don't have the answer to. <laughs> When you're hanging out with a bunch of other travelers, <laughs> yeah, yeah, tell tell me what because again, I don't, I I'm not a dude that's gonna yeah. go stay with, <laughs> in a six six bedroom room. Sixty exactly. <laughs> What's that oh, like? it's an experience. It's definitely an experience. Um, so I haven't really stayed in hostels and backpackers that much, but yeah. this was kind of the first time once before in Australia. But that was I don't really count that. Um. But yeah, it's different. I think it was different here too because the people that were staying in the hostel are usually travellers, but right. all these people worked in the resorts, in the ski ah, resorts. Gotcha. So that was, I mean, they're all travellers in a way because right, they're right, just right. working the season, Yeah. but they're not short-term travellers. Right. They're staying there for like six months. So some of those guys had been living in that room for like months. Gotcha. And it's just a bed basically. Everyone's got a bed and a locker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's it's a, it, it's cool, but it's also a little bit weird. Like, and it's just people are rocking in at like two a.m. in the morning, yeah, yeah. and like turning lights on, and then like some people are just staying up till midnight with their lights on, and just like it's just hard to get. And then some people will wake up at like five o'clock in the morning and go, "I'm too old for this shit." Yeah, yeah. Like just listening to this, I'm like, "Nope, that's how nope. I feel." I need I need my own room. Uh, I need my own space. Nope. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Maybe when I was 18, I could have done something like that. Not now. Uh, I don't even think I could have been at 18. Yeah. It's not for everyone. And I, I just don't yeah. have that adventurous spirit, though. Yeah. I don't have it at all. Yeah. I mean, it's good for a short period of time. Like, I, I stayed in the hostels, I think it was eight nights consecutively in Calgary and then Banff. Yeah. And I just, yeah, that's why I was so ready for just to have a room to myself the last 
this last week because um, just, yeah, you wake up, you see people, you go to sleep, you see people. It's like just there's just always just too many people. They're always there. Mm. <laughs> there's mm. just people there. But then you came to Toronto. It's nothing but people. This is the most people-y <laughs> place that you can end your trip. <laughs> well, but at least you're not. At least you have your own sleep. Yeah, at least, have a, at least I'm not sleeping with uh, yep. five other people, yeah. <laughs> you going to get a massage while you're here? Uh, I have thought about it. I haven't had one since I've been in Canada, but I have been... Like it every time I go to look to book one, it's like I don't have enough time, right, and, right, right. and people are just booked out. People are pretty booked, but I'm yeah. sure you could you could find a therapist Someone. that would see you. People yeah. always have last minute cancellations mm. and stuff. Call a mobile service. Have them come to you. Mm. Yeah, that is, good, that is a good idea. You should definitely get a massage while you're here. See what it's like. If there's any the differences, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's hard to say because massage is something that varies yeah, so much right every so therapist much, is going to be yeah. different but and i'm not gonna lie i'm really hesitant because uh, uh i it's always hard getting a massage as a massage therapist i feel because i'm really i don't want to <laughs> say i'm picky i don't want to say i'm picky but i'm like you don't just tune out yeah you can't it's you hard to, to relax be, you have to be in the right mindset to get it like there's mm. times where i go for a treatment and the last thing I want is the person to know I'm a therapist. <laughs> like, I just want to be like any person that walked yeah. off the street. Like, I don't know anything. Yeah. And I just want them to do what they do. Yeah. And I go in with zero expectation. Like, whatever you're going to do. Yeah. Like, I mean, hopefully it's not horrible. <laughs> I've I've had a couple of like weird mm. experiences that yeah. I'm like, okay, that, yeah. you know, yeah. wasn't great. But usually it's a... It's a decent treatment. I feel yeah. better than when I la- when I yeah. walked in. And yeah. yeah, I don't like to tell them I'm a therapist. Mm. There are some places I've gone where they know I'm a massage therapist. And yeah. I've had two reactions to that. There's either the therapist who then like wants to talk to me and get my input mm. on everything. And I'm like, well, I'm not fucking working right now. Exactly. Or yeah. there's the therapist that tells me like, I want to hear nothing from you because yeah. you're a therapist, right? Yeah. So yeah. I mean. And I feel like there's always that weird part of it too where it's like, they get maybe get in their head too much and know, knowing that you're a massage therapist whereas if you're just another person yeah. it's they can just do their thing and not be stressed about it as well yeah i'm sure there is with with certain people yeah, yeah. it's like when i i have this very vivid memory of when i was first starting student clinic and you're seeing the general public right and I had a senior student book an appointment with me. I'm like, mm. fuck. It's one thing if it's just like some lady that's paying for a reduced price massage. Do you know what I mean? Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, what? I, I, and she knows she's coming to see students yep. versus like a senior student. Yeah. Mm. I don't think I've ever sweat so much in my life. Like, I, 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 I dripped on yeah. her. Like, that's how nervous and sweaty I was. Yep. You know yep. how much I get that. So, yeah. I mean, Sarah Ferguson, I sweated on your back. <laughs> Sorry, Sarah. He sweated it on your back. It wasn't oil, it was sweat. Ooh, <laughs> That, that happened to me actually though. I was the patient and there was a student working on me oh, who I God. think had the same sort of nerves mm. because I was like more senior than he was. Yeah, yeah. And I certain, I <laughs> I can't talk about it, but I'm certain I felt it's sweat drip <laughs> on my back. But I know that feeling so it well. Oil, like, it. No, it was it's definitely fun. not. Really? So I tried to pass it off like it was old. It was Did old. you really? I oh. didn't tell her I, dr- I dead dropped from <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, my Sorry about that. It's, get, it's hot in here. The, the guy who did it to me just said nothing. Like there was no words. Yeah, yeah. just kept going. Yeah, yeah, he just kept going. But I, I was like, rubbed it all I, over I, back. I know what that was. <laughs> oh. Let's rub that in. But I know that feeling so, so well of just being like so nervous. So like 
When I graduated from massage school, Mark had been a therapist at this point for probably five plus years. And like he said, he was working as a kinesiologist before that. I had a degree in kinesiology. I worked as a trainer for, you know, maybe six months after graduation. I'd I'd worked in training prior to that, but I didn't have anywhere near the experience he had. I had zero clinical experience. I had gone to a school that I didn't even feel was like top notch. You know what I mean? So like... I didn't feel adequate in any mm. way. And so once we started working together and developing courses together, like I could not teach in front of him. Yeah. He Even still to this yeah. day, he'll say like, can you go do this cupping demo? I've gotten better and I'll go yeah, do it with yeah. him here. Yeah. But I'm like, I'd prefer to teach with you not watching me. You yeah. realize like, I'm not really watching or listening. I know. <laughs> like if, I, if I'm like, can you just go do this thing really quick? It's because I don't want to and I don't want to be involved <laughs> yeah, with it. Yeah, he'll send so me that out means to I'm like- I'm not paying attention to Marco any of that's <laughs> And I know he's not really watching yeah, there's always this yeah. part of me. So for example, he teaches a joint mobilization course. Yeah. I could teach that course. I, I shouldn't say that because then he's going to fucking make me. But I could teach that we'll course at this point. Anyway. I have watched him teach this course. I have yeah. TA'd with him in this course so many times I could do it in my sleep. Yeah. And I feel very confident in, I would say, 98% of the mobilizations where like yeah. I could show somebody how to do this and I would be very effective at it. Yeah. But there's still a part of me like he'll say, hey, can you go help those people with this hip mobilization. Yeah. If he wasn't here, I'd be like, oh yeah, I can. But <laughs> just knowing he's there, I'm like, stop watching me. Just, I don't, I don't want you to watching. see. I, I, yeah, I'm like, I feel like you're looking at me. And it's because it's, it's to me, he's the yeah. senior student, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's the guy yeah, that yeah. I feel like you, just sweat you, on my back. you know more than I do. <laughs> I was going to say something that's just inappropriate. Let's keep going. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it is definitely a thing. I suppose as yeah, the the more experience you get and the longer you go through it, you just kind of develop that confidence a bit more. I mean, I think working with chiros and physios, you kind of maybe sometimes get that where you uh, you sometimes can think that they're in like a higher. You know, I used to think it depends how they act. I used to think like that until we started to have more chiros and physios take our courses. Yeah, and that's when I was like, oh. I put you guys in a different place that I really yeah, shouldn't you have put them on for, a for years. Yeah, 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 100%. yeah. But it definitely yeah. depends how they act. There was a chiropractor I worked with when I was really, really green, mm. and she, although she was very collaborative with me in the sense that you know she would want us to discuss different patients and whatever, yep. she also treated me like the lesser of the two. Mm. So if she had an idea. Yep. of how the treatment plan should go, she would tell me mm. versus like, and some of the things she would tell <laughs> me, I was I like, oh. understand. It, yeah, and, and you know what? And in the beginning, I would just sort of take what she said, even if like I thought a little bit differently, I almost felt like I couldn't object yep. to it. And so in the beginning, if she would say, I, I, I remember this one specific day, I went out to get a, a patient and she said to me, oh my goodness, he needs work on his scalenes. And I just looked at her and I said, <laughs> did you think that I wouldn't figure that out? Like, did you have to tell <laughs> me that? And, oh. and did you I, say that to her? Yeah. But that was the first time what I said anything. And it, I nothing because we, oh I was just God, sort of taking the patient. Just, but I just kind of looked at her and I said, did you think I wouldn't figure that out when I felt them? Like, I just, I, I just had to say something. Yeah. So it was like every day of yeah. saying, telling me yeah. how, what to do. And then after that, I was kind of like, why am I always taking what she says as gold? But mm. it was this this confidence that she had, which I actually did kind of admire. Like she was very, yeah. very confident with the yeah. way she did. And I was like, I don't think she's meaning to be insulting. Maybe she didn't even recognize that she is. Yeah. So I st- 
started to, with each patient that came back, I started to make sure that I was very thorough with my own assessment. And there would be times where I, my assessment differed a little bit from hers and in terms of like my clinical impression. And I would tell the patient, like, I know, you know, Dr. So-and-so said this, this is what I'm feeling. Both could be true at the same time. And the way I'm going to treat you probably wouldn't differ versus Mm. if she's, if she's right or if I'm right. So this is what we're going to do. But I felt like I had to at least express like, I'm not just taking whatever she says, because it got to a point where I was like, why, then why, why did I go through school and learn how to think for myself? If you're going to think for me and tell me what to do. Do you think it's because she might've had a bunch of people that worked there beforehand that wanted that. Cause I know a bunch of massage therapists. Like I just did an assessments review class the other day and I had some people in the, in the class. Like there's one person that was in the class. She's been a, a massage therapist for like 34 years. Right. Yep. And she's like, I've just never really used my assessments to the, to the, mm. to the full magnitude. And it's because I've been working in environments where mm. I didn't have to, didn't have to do it, and yeah. other people were doing it for me and in like the physio or the car or whatever the case is. And I was working in environments where I was actually encouraged, I don't know if this was her that said that, but there's several people in the class, where, where I was working in environments where I was encouraged not to because that's what we're going to do. And I've right? seen that at different physio clinics, um, not places I've worked, but I've yeah. seen therapists in different physio clinics here in Toronto who the physios actually discourage them from assessing. Mm. They say, like, we'll handle that piece yeah, because we, you, you know, we bill issues. separately for assessment. So we'll yeah. handle that piece. We will share okay, our findings so- with you. That way, the patient can have like a full hour on the table with you. If you're confident in the physio's ability to do so, is there anything wrong with that idea? If you know that assess, even though they should be, but just because something should doesn't mean it is. So if you know that you're not the assessments queen, assessments are not your thing. It's not Mm -hmm. your bag. It's not your wheelhouse is assessments, but the physios it is, and you trust mm. that physio. It, would it be okay just to be like, okay, sure, go ahead. There's like, absolutely I'm nothing. Asking, what there's do you absolutely think about nothing that? wrong with taking the information from a physio or chiropractor or someone else who has already assessed that patient. I think my point with working with the initial chiropractor is it was making me. Um, doubt that I had anything to add, okay. you know, whereas I realized there was times where I might find something different. And I started to to learn that like, I should be adding this to the conversation mm. because I'm just another set of eyes. I'm another practitioner yes. with a different skill set and I could add value to this. What, what I'm getting at is if you know that that skill set of yours is not really good. Well, then is absolutely. It, is, is it more your responsibility to bring up your speed on that skill set, or is it equally just a responsibility to go latch on to someone else who does have that skill set? And is that mm-hmm. equal then? Mm-hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. Like I used to sit in the camp of like, you're a massage therapist and, yeah. and therefore you should have this, you should have this working knowledge at all times and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I'm still in that. I don't know if I still preach that same thing, to be honest mm-hmm. with you, especially after mm-hmm. hearing that, that, that person speak in that course. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was the same person I was talking about, but anyway, yeah. I, I, I don't know if I, I'm like, well, you know what? If you got someone else that's going to do it and you trust what they're going to do and you know you can't do a better job than what they're doing anyway, then why not? The Mm -hmm. same way I can do manual lymphatic drainage, 
But if yeah. you come to me and you need some major manu- manual lymphatic drainage, just, just because I'm, it's 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 in my scope of practice and I've learned it, it doesn't mean it's with it's in my. Sc- so do so do I have that responsibility then to like go pick up my skills in manual lymphatic drainage, or am I just as good to say go mm-hmm. see someone that does? Yeah. So I'm not great with assessments. Go see someone that is, then come to me with their findings. Yeah. Like, do you see what I'm saying? I'm gonna let Mitch uh, weigh on, yeah, on this. Yeah. <laughs> look, uh, if I'm being, it's it's a it's a tricky balance to find, but I think. I think obviously you've got to do your own assessments um, at the same time, but I I'm a, I am somewhat okay with a right. physio or a chiropractor doing their assessments if, and if, then sending. If you're them. a solo practitioner, yeah. then you better be up you've to par on your, your assessments. assessments. Yeah. If I'm working in a multidisciplinary clinic and I know that you client are rolling through another practitioner who is better trained. I'm not saying physios are mm. better trained than massage therapists, but mm. maybe I might think so of my skill. Yeah. And yeah. I know of their skill, that they're better trained to go do that, get, get an assessment yeah. through them. Then why should I beat myself up about that? Mm. Maybe you definitely should. I don't know. I, I just, yeah. I'm saying this because mm. I, I've, I flipped my switch on this a little mm. bit over the years where you would have been like, it's your fucking responsibility. You should have this yeah. working knowledge all the time, blah, blah, blah. I still do feel like the, I'm not saying the that you knowledge should... should be there where you have the ability to critically th- think through something. Yes, absolutely. But I agree with you that if you know that your assessments maybe aren't as strong, maybe you have trouble really, um, really analyzing uh, yeah. Like, let's say something as simple as range of motion. Like, yeah. maybe you are not the best person to be really analyze somebody's range of motion effectively, mm. but somebody else could. It's okay to take their word for it. You can still do your own thing. And it might then just help confirm, like, okay, I do see that. And yeah, I'm good with it. Yeah. I do think, though, it still should be your responsibility to not throw away that knowledge. Like, if you are a regulated healthcare professional, like mm. in our case, I, I think that you should at least want to have at least the foundational knowledge, at least mm. what we learn in yes, school. Yes, like yes, that should yes. be there. Agree, agree, agree. And agree. I think I think you still have to do you still have to do the assessments or assessments to some degree, even if they're maybe the same in case things change. You know, from when the physio did the assessment. So I think it's still too good to cover your own. I mean, and sometimes just what people say. You know mm-hmm. what? What they say to the physio might be different. different it is always different. It, Why yeah, is it would, always fucking say, different? <laughs> I would say it's always different. Yeah, almost always. Yeah. I love when somebody comes to me and they'll be like, "Oh, my physiotherapist suggested this, this, and this because this is what they found." And I'm sitting there looking at my notes, going, "I suggested that to you two fucking weeks ago." Like, <laughs> shit! It just had to come from somebody else's mouth, uh, and that's why I well, feel like the more practitioners, mm, sometimes the better, because yeah. it depends on what is the client hearing that day. Yeah. Exactly what are they feeling that day so what subjective information are you yeah, getting yeah. versus what the physio got so i i agree with you mitch that i think mm. there has to be some form of assessment mm. even if there it is collecting a little bit of subjective information or even just confirming if yeah. the physio says you know i found this person has you know uh, a rotator cuff injury mm. on their left side cool confirm it then <laughs> yeah, like yeah. you can do that yeah, yeah, you can exactly. just confirm That's, like okay yeah. let's figure out is this is this what's presenting yeah. here okay now we can develop versus reading it and saying cool and then you just start going to yeah. town on the left shoulder like get some information especially with objective information yeah like the some people will just they won't they'll just what they think isn't important 
and they won't tell you and then you talk to them 30 minutes while they've been on the table and they tell you that they broke that arm, you know, know. three years ago or something. And I'm like, oh, that information. That would have been nice to know. That would have been good to know. Oh, yeah, I've had surgery on my knee. Oh, cool, cool. You didn't write that down for me. And some people just won't tell you anything. Like, I mean, I don't know if you guys ever have this, but and it's, it's so frustrating, but it is what it is, but... Sometimes people come into the clinic and it's like they don't know why they're there. <laughs> I'm like, so um, what can I do for you today? And they're, I'm here for a massage. Okay. Uh, <laughs> cool. You're in the right spot. Okay, let's, then, let's get this going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what, you know, what what's, I'm trying to get to the bottom and you just, just so hard to get information. Like you just, you you know, obviously you ask all the normal questions, but it's just some people just don't want to talk. Do you ever feel the reluctance to tell the massage therapist stuff or the omitting information to the massage therapist comes with, you're just a massage therapist. Like, why do you need to know this, right? Versus when I'm telling the physio because patient views the physio here to, yeah, and massage therapist the here and therefore I'm going to overshare with the physio mm. and maybe undershare with you, whether intentionally mm. or not. I get that from, if, if that ever happens, it's only from new patients. Anybody mm. that knows me, they will tell me everything because mm. they know how I run my practice, right? Yeah, they yeah, know that I yeah. want all the information and they know that I'm looking at your body yeah. the same way the physio is going to be looking at your body. Yep. So they will share everything. But somebody that's new might omit information. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's, I think it's just with new people, new clients, and they just don't tell you. But uh, I mean, sometimes the thing that one thing that annoys me, I'm probably just ranting a little bit, but um, is is when clients come in and it's like their partner has booked the appointment for them mm. and you're like, they don't really even want to be there. Oh. And I'm like, <laughs> that is the worst client for me because I'm like, this person, someone else has booked it for them and they're just here because they have to be here almost. In that scenario... <laughs> Are you like I'm gonna win this person over, or are you like fuck this? I'm fuck putting this I'm guy. putting in no effort here because this Joe doesn't even want to be yeah. here. Oh. I think you're like I'm gonna win them over type of person. Can't help it. I have a problem. <laughs> I, have a, <laughs> I want everyone to like so me. Are you, are you, I want to keep them happy. Are you a win them over? I tr- I try. Yeah. I I will I will do the best job that I can. Like I'll do the best that I can. But at yeah. the same time, it's just like if they don't want to be there, they don't want to be there. Like, yeah. They don't. I don't think they can appreciate what you're doing in a way because they're just. It's almost like an inconvenience sometimes. Mm. Like it's pretty rare to be honest that that happens, but it does happen. It does happen. No, it does happen. I That's had like the worst scenario with that. Like I, this I was covering a shift for someone at a clinic that I no longer worked at. Yeah. The, I had worked at this clinic for a couple of years. I loved the place. I, I really liked the owner. Yeah. And she contacted me because she was having a lot of staffing issues. And two of her therapists were going on vacation at the same time. Plus they yeah. were already short staffed. And she just called me. She's like, I know this is so out of the blue, but like, do you think you could cover a couple of shifts between this date and this date? Like anything that you can give me, I'll take it because it's a busy clinic. And I was like, yeah, I would love to help you. No problem. Mm. So I took, I think, three or four shifts off of um, from that clinic. Yep. So I go in on the first of the four shifts and I get this um, sort of older woman and her son and daughter-in-law had bought her the massage because they mm. were regular patients at this clinic. Yep. And so she comes in and I was like, 
this is already kind of awkward because they yeah. want her to get an experience at this clinic that they go to. But like, I don't even work here. Yep. If she does like the treatment, I, she's not going to see me again. See you again. Right. And so I was like, okay, that's kind of awkward, but sure, whatever. Yeah. It's a gift certificate. Yep. So she comes in and she tells me about this injury she has. Yep. And like, I'm not exaggerating when I say it was so bad. She actually, like she was, um, she was in a prone position and she, her shoulder couldn't rest on the table. Like she yep. had to hold it up like yeah. this. Yep. So I'm seeing this and realizing, okay, we have some work to do. Yeah. Like explicitly told her like, this is what we're going to do this. And I told her like, I will, are there any areas of your body that, uh, other than the shoulder? Is there mm. anything else you want me to work on? Because what I'm seeing right now, I feel like that's really got to be primary focus. We will likely spend most of the time, if not all of the time, in this sort of upper body area, your neck, your shoulder, your pecs, like, are you okay? And she was totally fine. Yep. Like, yes, this really bothers me. I can't lay down. Yep. I was like, okay, cool. So I do what I said I was going to do. Yep. By the end of the treatment, she can relax her shoulder. She's yep. singing my praises. She's yep. so happy. And I was like, okay, good. Like, at yeah. least, you know, I, I made some yeah, yeah. positive change. And I had said to her, like, I don't typically work here. I mm. don't know the therapist so well, so I don't really know who to refer you to, but I'm sure there's somebody great. And so she even went as far as to say, like, hey, like, where do you work? And I was like, yeah. oh, I don't really like feel like poaching <laughs> clients, right? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, all of that happens. A couple of days later, I get a call from the clinic owner that this woman complained that she was given a gift certificate from her son and her daughter-in-law yeah. and she booked in to see me and I spent the entire treatment only working on one area of her oh body. And gosh. she's like, I booked the <laughs> massage to come in and get like a full body treatment. Uh. I was like, she didn't say that. Like she, d she really didn't say that. So it wasn't like in the moment it was like, I don't want to be here. But yeah. afterwards I was like, Oh, like you had an expectation. Yeah. And so anyway. frustrating. She purposely did that. It was such a, after that, actually, the, the clinic that. owner asked me if I would take on more shifts. I'm like, I really won't. No. Like, no, I, that is, no. that is not worth what, my what, sanity. What, no, no. what do you feel the purpose of her complaining about what, what her complaint I don't was? know. Her, mm. her purpose, in my mind, was to either get reimbursed for that. Or get another, So it's free or mm. get something for free. Yeah. Right? Mm. So she came in and you worked on her and she felt better and she expressed that to you. Like, mm. and then now she's like, well, praised me. <laughs> how can I maybe get something for free? Mm. I couldn't believe, well, you know, and I should have seen some red flags. So she, um, she didn't know how much treatments at this particular clinic cost because yep. she had been given a gift certificate. And yep. when she originally asked where I worked, I said, you know, you have already, because she had already expressed to me that she was seeing this one other therapist just north of here. Mm. And uh, she had to stop seeing that person because they moved, but she liked going to them be and she mentioned the cost, mm. that they were significantly lower. And so she mm, okay. she told me what this person charged and I said, you're right, that is significantly lower the majority yeah. of therapists in this neighborhood. Mm. And so when she asked me where I worked, I said, well, based on what you've told me, I, I don't know that you'd want to come see me anyway mm. because I charge more than this clinic. And so I told her what the cost of that clinic was. So yes, money was probably mm. an issue, but I couldn't believe it. When the clinic owner called me, I was like, I That's I feel so, betrayed. Like yeah. she she praised me so for bizarre. for helping her with her shoulder and then complained that she didn't get a full body massage. And I was like, mm. but that's not what you asked for. Yeah, like I think that people communication is so hard. Like to to you really yeah, it's the communication aspect of it is so hard with treatments, especially new clients. And you can be the best communicator, but if they if they don't have the communication skills, it's so difficult. 
luck. Yeah. I had and wondered, the assumption here is that it was a communication issue. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe it's just a fucking weirdo. Yeah, I had yeah. wondered if, <laughs> right? I, I had just wondered That's if true. like the son and the daughter-in-law who also booked appointments that day mm. and they saw their regular people. These are therapists I don't know. Mm. So I had wondered if maybe the son and daughter-in-law like talked to her after the fact and they found out like, you know, mm. everything was concentrated on this issue and that's all mm. we did like if maybe something they said made her think like oh did i get ripped off yeah you know what i mean yeah, like did yeah. i not get what i, I was supposed get, to get, get from this gift certificate and i was maybe. like well i specifically <laughs> asked you because mm-hmm. i can see you have a problem mm-hmm. it's apparent yeah we can work on this but if you don't want to also i i won't do yeah, that right i think that's a sort of brings up an interesting topic too it's it's like how much do you tailor your treatments also to what the clients the the balance of tailoring your your treatments to your clients and how much is what you do like your approach to things does that make sense like someone who might just do a full body massage they just do the not the same thing but they'll do the same sort of process each time they see a person Mm -hmm. versus um tailoring it specifically to an injury or an issue which i mean is the majority of the time but where do you find that sort of balance you know well, what do you, what hard. about you like well, are you somebody who like will listen to somebody but then mm, say this is what i think we need I, to do I and feel you, like you do your thing to be honest i kind of i try to do it in an intuitive way i feel like you you still got to listen to what the information that you have from the client but sometimes people don't know what's best for them either you know, if they don't have much knowledge, they don't always know. Oh, for my back, I might need my hamstrings. They don't. They don't if they don't have that information or that knowledge, they just don't know. And there's so many times where I think I've like worked on someone's hip flexors or hamstrings or whatever, and then they they're like, "Oh, my back feels so much better." And but they didn't want their legs worked on. They just wanted their back worked on. You know, like I think it's. It's a combination of the two, I think. Yeah. 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 I see it like this. It's like it's like one of those quick drive-through oil change places, right? I'm going there for an oil change. We know that. That's why I'm here. I tell you that's why I'm here. Plus, your place is called Mr. Fucking Lube. So I'm coming <laughs> here for an oil change. Yeah. You're going to give me the oil change because that's what I'm here for and that's what I'm paying for. Yeah. But- you're also going to do a 21-point inspection on my car. Mm. And you're going to look at this and test this and do this and do this. And at the end, you're going to say, these are all the things that I found. Yeah, You're still going to get your oil change. I'm still going to yeah. change your oil, but these are the things I found. Do you want me to also do anything to deal with this stuff? Yes. And if you don't, that's cool. But now at least you know. And if you do, then cool. I'll find a way to put it in, that type of thing. And then maybe it's suddenly, I don't just want my oil changed anymore. I want my air filter changed. I want my mm. wiper changed. And I want blah, 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 blah. You know, all that kind of crap. So that's kind of the way I kind of I kind of go. I feel it. like that's kind of how I approach it. Like I said, I specifically told her, like, this yeah, is what yeah. I'm finding. Yeah. This is what I think we should do. But is there anything yeah. else you want addressed today? Because, yeah, yeah. you know, I definitely want a paying client yes. to yeah. what about the client like that just comes in and says you're the professional i don't know just do whatever <laughs> i have a lot of those <laughs> i you, have a lot you, of those do you like that or do you which do you prefer which do you prefer someone that says you're the you're i don't you're the professional like i don't know where you'd have to mm. touch and what you'd have to do to get the results i just kind of want the results so i'm not going to tell you anything i'm just going to tell you what i would like to happen and what i hope the outcome is going to be and you tell me if this is realistic and then if you say it's realistic then you just 
do whatever you need to do to make that happen. Where do I sign mm. up to get all of those clients? So you want clients. <laughs> you, I, I love that. I'd rather have I, that. Than... I do. I love when I have people who will just trust me, but also mm. I, I do agree with Mitch that communication is really important. So even mm. when somebody says, do whatever you want, right. I am still mm. communicating with them the entire yeah. time. And it's funny to me when I'll say to someone like, okay, like for example, in, I don't know about where you're from, but here we have to get extra consent. We have to get a written consent for treatment of sensitive areas. And yeah, so like, I'll yeah, have to yeah. maybe bring up like, okay, we're going to have to do some work on your pecs or your glutes or your abdomen yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And I love the people who are like, I don't care, just do whatever you want. And I was like, okay, but no, we actually have to talk <laughs> about this. Like, I know that you yeah. trust me, but I have to talk to you yeah. about this now. So and no this is why yeah. we want to do this and whatever. And, and, but still, I, I, I appreciate having clients who are like, I trust what you're do doing, your yeah. do your thing. Mm. And, you know, as long as we're communicating throughout where I'm, t I'm still asking yeah. them, like, does the, you know, is this pressure working mm. for you? Does this feel like it's helping you? Like I'll, I'll still communicate yeah. with them. Yeah. And after the fact, I make sure to get some sort of feedback. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. was that helpful for you? Yeah, because if feel? not, well, then maybe next time I need a little more direction. Isn't the whole yeah. sensitive area thing funny? I, the, <laughs> the the other, the other, the class that I had, we were, we were talking about anterior pelvic pain and we were doing assessments for the the, the pelvic region. Mm. And so one of the things we were doing, we were palpating. Yeah. And so we got to the point of palpating pubic tubercles. And someone looked at me in the class and says, I would never do that. That's a sensitive area. That's considered, I'm like, you know what the mm. funny part is? According to our governing body, that is actually not on the list <laughs> not on the list. of sensitive not on areas. The, not on right? the Gluteals list. are on the list. Uh, Superior medial thigh is on the list. Yep. Yeah. Um, anterior chest wall is on the list. Mm -hmm. And breast mm -hmm. tissue is on the list. But mm. but you know what? Your lower abdomen, <laughs> your anterior pelvis, mm. like your pubic totally we're, we're, we're not on the areas <laughs> to totally be. Fine. Totally it's, fine. That's so cool. Right? Fair game. No, it's, it's, no problems. Isn't that, isn't that a fucking weird go, right? <laughs> I don't know who decided on this it's list. So, it's, so, it's so strange. And then why does it stop there then? Like why? Okay, I understand for for potential sexual abuse, but then mm -hmm. then definitely like your lower abdomen should be on that list. Mm -hmm. But if it's just sensitive areas in general, like why isn't anterior neck on that list? Like I don't mm -hmm. I don't understand who decided mm -hmm. what were these sensitive areas. Yeah, it just yeah. makes no sense to me. That, yeah, so college, strange. if you're listening, and I know you are, <laughs> and I know you are, you might want to think about stuff like that every once in a while. Yeah, the sensitive if you don't, areas. Maybe you do, and we just don't know. But if you if if you don't then maybe you should consider it. You know what my <laughs> my love hate not love hate there's no love. You know what my hate for the sensitive areas is it because sometimes depending on the scenario sometimes I don't make the decision that we're going to address any of these areas mm, until we are until, in mid treatment. Yes, yes. And yeah. I'm like well, like I'm not gonna stop and grab a pen for you. Like, <laughs> yeah, so a lot of times, so I, I I sort of handle it one of two ways. Either I'm like getting them to sign yeah. shit beforehand, which like really you're not supposed to do because no, it's supposed to be not. if it's indicated. So yeah. I'm like I, like I don't decide this until mid treatment. Mm. I I I don't feel like this is an appropriate time to say mm. like, hey, can you sign this form for yeah, me? Yeah, like, yeah. so yeah. I don't know. I find it just it's hard sometimes it's if tricky. I haven't figured yeah. out 
in well, the initial that's, assessment that's that the this con- is what we're going to do. That's where the yeah, conversation yeah. probably has to be at the beginning before you start. Is like, listen, there are certain areas of your body that are considered mm. to be sensitive yep. areas, of which I'm going to have to have your written consent for. Yep. Yep. So, I mean, I don't know if we're going to get into those areas at this moment, but be prepared that I'm going to pass you a pen. Do you know what I mean? That might be have to have mm. the conversation. Well, and that's, that's, pretty, that much, scenario, that's you might, pretty much how it goes. In, in that scenario, you might actually have the client say, you know, let me just sign this now. And if we go yeah. down that route, then we go down the road. Well, that's, what I, was, that's which, what I was saying is that's pretty much how it goes. And most people just say, like, like, just let me sign everything. Yeah, but then, and that's not but what that's they're not, supposed to do. That's not yeah, the intent, yeah. right? Yeah. And so I've seen this used completely the other way too. We've had someone on our couch tell us a story about how a bunch of friends they went to a they went to a spa and like a girls girls day. What are you going to get done? What are you going to work on? Head neck shoulders. Head neck shoulders. Head neck shoulders. Yeah. This massage therapist had her sign all parts of the the sensitive areas for him, and mm-hmm. then that massage therapist spent an hour rubbing her ass. Why? Yeah, because she yeah. signed the form. Therefore, she gave so me permission to, and so he did. Yeah. It like arms that predator a little bit. Mm. It's 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 a little bit of a weird go. This form. Yeah. And then, like, I don't know. I, I, see, I don't even. Th- I don't think the way it's the the places I've worked, the way it's been set up is is there any areas that you don't want to be worked on? Right. Which I know that's like kind of a gray area. Like if people don't think of, they might not even think of that, but. That's that's usually how it is for us. It's like if you don't want this, any areas you don't want work. And we always we always had that as part of our intake, but this is now something. I don't think we have that additional. I don't think we have the additional. And I understand what you're trying to do with the extra. And I'm not saying this extra is right or wrong or good or bad, Mm. but I think we also have to acknowledge it probably isn't working out the Mm. way you hoped it would have worked out or the way you've intended it to work yeah. out. And if that's the case, then maybe you need to reevaluate it, mm. right? If that's the case. Yeah, I think something needs to be reevaluated with that form. Because like I said, it's people are just like, I do have a ton of patients who are like, I trust you, do whatever you want. And I'm like, no, mm. but we have to have this conversation. And I, yeah. you know, we have to actually decide Well, I had someone here that was, like I said, she was a therapist for 30, she is a therapist, mm. 34 years in. She's like, bro, I've been seeing people for 25 years and now suddenly mm. I got to get them to sign a form. They they don't under, they, mm. even, I can communicate this to them all day long. And they, their only thing is like, well, what happens? Like, why do... <laughs> Why do I have to do why this? Did, why is yeah. this all of a sudden now? And if this was such a concern, yeah. if this has always been a concern, then why wouldn't I have had to do it before? Like I don't mm. understand. Where is mm. this? But it was it's bizarre. change, and that's what happens with change. change even is always yeah, bumpy. even within my career, when this when this form came out, you know, I was still far enough in that people had been seeing me for years and years and years. And like Mark said, suddenly yeah. I'm saying, "So I have some extra paperwork for you." Yeah, and <laughs> great, exciting. Just, yeah. <laughs> so would you want to work here? In Canada, yeah, um, I I do really like it here. It's just so bloody cold. <laughs> it's cold now. You came in December. <laughs> no, I like I like it in terms of um, like culturally. I like it. It's very similar to Australia, though. Yeah, like there's it's very multicultural. Yeah, um, people are friendly. It's pretty late. You've been to some pretty back. multicultural places here. Yeah, like Vancouver yeah. and Toronto are super multicultural. Yeah. So, like, to be honest, it's it, it's really very similar to Australia. Yeah. Very similar. So then, why? Um, why bother? <laughs> why bother? Yeah, just, just stay, stay at home. Stay with the dingoes. <laughs> <laughs> just stay where it's good. No, um, I don't know. Just something different. Just a change. Yeah. But. I've still got two years left to my degree, so right, right, right. I think it's just easier if I, if I finish my degree first and then... So when you finish that degree, is that going to be like, 
massage is something you do in counseling or something mm. to do? Are you putting it together somehow? I, Are you abandoning massage or going, I'm doing this? <laughs> I, I, want, I think I'll always, as long as I physically am capable, I'll always do massage to some mm-hmm. degree. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I would like to primarily work as a counselor and then maybe just have my own business or my own room or something like that um, and just do do massage treatments from home ask, or something like I that. Can I ask you why, counselor? The mm. only reason why I'm asking... Massage therapy is already, yeah. It it can already be difficult enough where I can imagine the scenarios, and I've gone through it. So I can imagine mm. everyone has had this at some point in their career, mm. where you come across information that you cannot leave at work. You, yeah, you, it's impossible for it to just shut off and go away. Yeah. and counseling is all of that mm. all the time. Yep. So why? <laughs> so I'm curious. Because yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, no, I suppose, I mean, I think the reason why I decided to go into counselling was I saw how much there is an overlap between people's mental state and mental, emotional mental health and their physical health, which I think that just made me so much, just through being a massage therapist, just made me so much more aware yeah. of how much that element is so important. Because um, even just with people coming in, for massage treatments and then all of a sudden like I've seen them five times and there's not much improvement in their condition and then all of a sudden they'll tell me something that happened to them when they were you know something traumatic and then all of a sudden they come back to you know the next treatment and their body feels like 10 times better Mm -hmm. like they're able to move better they have less pain Mm -hmm. and the only thing that's changed is that they feel more comfortable and right. they were able to share, like, uh, I suppose, yeah, that sort of information with someone. And it just made me realize how much that that link is so strong between the emotional and physical pain. Yeah. Trauma and stress mm. are so, it's so wild to me. So this week I, I was positive mm. that, like, I had COVID again or something. At the yeah. Don't worry, I don't. He's like, oh, I'm glad I'm <laughs> oh, here. Sweet. But I started to get this intense body pain. Oh, I think I might have COVID. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I've just been here for two hours. <laughs> I started to get this like super intense body pain earlier in the week, but I'm also dealing with a whole bunch of really like traumatic, stressful shit, like personal stuff that's been mm. going on. Yep. And it's just been a lot and I don't even think I realized it but all of a sudden I'm I'm in pain like I said to Mark the other night I'm like my back hurts Mm. the way that I had pain when I had COVID like and so then I started to get really concerned like is it possible that I'm getting sick so I took this morning to like take a hot shower stretch Mm. because like when I did have COVID there was nothing that could relieve that pain right like it was just pain and it didn't matter how much I stretched or whatever but I took a hot shower I did some stretching and I was like okay I'm that actually helped. So I was like, okay, hey, it's not COVID. But then it like hit me, like this is literally all stress. Mm. It's not like physically I've done anything yep. extra this week yep. that should cause this amount of pain. But I was in so much pain last night, I couldn't sleep. Yep. And it's wild. This is all just completely like like mental and emotional, emotional stress, mental, like weighing on my body yeah. and just killing me. And yeah, yeah, exactly. And and how much that, yeah, just wreaks havoc on your body. It's I mean, wild. even I know like for myself in the past, like, you know, just where you have periods of time where you're just going through issues or whatever it might be and you just, you can't sleep. And then if you don't sleep, that affects, it just affects everything. Um, your whole body, your injuries, your pain, everything. So I think, I think that's what got me into counseling. Mm. And, um, 
Yeah, I think. Yeah, you're right. It's 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 a tricky. You're taking on people's yeah, man. baggage. Yeah, I suppose. But I suppose someone has to do it, and I think you just got to be really. Uh, you've got to be self-aware and be able to separate yourself from it at the same time. And I kind of do that. Like I I work in disability support work as well. So I I look after people that, you know, they're and they have a lot of depression and anxiety because they're just, they're disabled and can't. Once upon a time, they used to be able to do everything and now they've got a disability. So you kind of take that on anyway and just kind of accept that that's what you got to do. Um, but also, I don't. I don't me, yeah, I don't. I don't have kids, and I don't. I'm not, I don't have a partner, so mm. I don't have that additional, uh, the stress that goes with that as well. <laughs> he was. He was let's careful how to say that. Let's He's be, like, let's be his wife is in the room. I mean, how do I phrase this? <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the additional uh, work. <laughs> no, no. I feel. I feel as long as those are good relationships, that actually helps a yeah. little bit. It, yeah, yeah. It, not a little bit. It helps a lot. Mm. It helps to. It helps to not. You may have walked out of your office with it instead mm. of leaving it in your office. Yeah. But then you get home and then you're you're surrounded with these people and then yep. it's like, okay, I'm definitely leaving it outside of my house. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. It, it just it naturally happens most of the time. What do I know? I don't know. You no, do a I lot don't. of things. I didn't know you also oh. did disability support work. Like you really do <laughs> a lot. Of, <laughs> I'm like doing I don't, stuff. I'm, I'm just thinking how to title this episode. Like Mitch, electrician, <laughs> massage therapist, personal trainer, disability support worker, soon to be psychotherapist. Like what don't you do? That is the yeah, world traveler. The, I, do, I do it all. I do it all. Yeah. Except except for edibles. You can't do that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing that again. I threw I threw them out. <laughs> this was like super interesting. I'm so I'm so happy we made this. Work. Work, yeah. a, even though you know we had to do a few different reschedules, and you know what, I was like, I can't even believe this worked out the way it did. Yeah. That you yeah. actually got to come here because I, I should go back and look. Like we have been talking through email for like how uh, many months now? I think the first email was maybe like I feel like it was six months ago. I'm actually checking. I'm like so curious when we first started talking. So our first interaction was oh, you said six months ago. Oh my dear, Mitch. <laughs> January 9th, 2022. Oh it was almost God. a year ago that we first spoke. <laughs> this was a little plan for that one. Wow. one year. Yeah. Wow. Oh, that's impressive. Yeah. For a guy that does things on the fly. Yeah, I was really yeah. organized with this one. <laughs> you made it. That's all I that matters. It. I got it. Oh, God. Where am I again? <laughs> Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Yeah, man. This is fun. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Yeah. yeah this was good. Thanks good. for coming by. Thanks for coming. I, I hope you can find your way back. Yeah, I, I should be all right. I'll get there eventually. Does the whole country like ACDC? Um, <laughs> I don't want to put everyone in a box here, but I'm going to say 90% of people surely have to like ACDC. That's what I thought. Yeah, so good. It's good people in my mind then. Yeah. I love ACDC. So good. So good. So will we ever go to Australia? Well, I, mean, <laughs> I can probably just Google a lot of places. I can just Google. It's YouTube. I mean, right. I can just while I, while I, while I <laughs> it's fine. drink a Foster's and uh, and watch a Paul Hogan movie. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> ah, crocodile Dundee. That's such a good movie too. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here first. I will not be going to Australia. <laughs> right on. You guys have been listening to Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. Peace.